Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... We're an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. everybody happy thursday to you june 15th 2023 you're listening to kentucky roll call here on big exports radio nice oh, okay. FM, 1450 am tj walker nick roush justin kalen all here on your thursday morning potentially a trivia thursday morning i say potentially there's some caveats that we need to tell you about on today's show but the, the largest caveat, I suppose, is it's just an absolutely jam-packed, newsworthy sports day. Like yesterday was, I did the little explosion thing. You can do it at home or if you're in your car. Uh, it was just a wild-packed day. Just as the hours went by, I was like, all right, well, this is probably what we're going to be talking about all day. And then just wait a few hours. It was like, oh, oh, we're going to have to talk about that. More news came. We felt like we were going to have to talk about that. And then the schedule release, which... Again, I've talked about it on my social media, on my Twitter. I try, I don't, I, I, I fall well short of the actual number, but I try to follow one reporter or fan media or radio host in the market of one Power 5 team across the country. And again, I'm, I'm, not, I'm probably not even at 50% of them. But I saw so many people from different non-SEC conferences be like, eh, this show's pretty awesome. I wish our conference did something like this. And they were totally right. So we're going to have to talk about UK's 2024 schedule. The schedules were released yesterday. No dates, but we know where the Cats will be going and who will be coming to Lexington. So that's why I say possibly Trivia Thursday. I'm still down to do it. We'll make time for it. We can find a way to fit all this in in two hours. But Nick Roush, for a summer radio day, we are truly blessed. I love it. I absolutely love it. It, um... A Wednesday in June is the ideal kind of day for a for a schedule release. It really is. Uh, I wasn't sure how they were going to do that show. I was a little because uh, normally um, in in years past they would just kind of go week by week through the schedule, but we don't we didn't have dates, so I wasn't sure how they were going to go about it. And um, I think they were wise to just welcome the new members of the SEC in by saying, "Here, here we are." Here's you, you get you get first dibs and we're going to tell you um, 
hey, here's where the, the rivalry games are going to be. Not necessarily Texas and Oklahoma, but Texas, Texas and A&M. Um, I'm sure that was the biggest news they had all been waiting for. Uh, it, and then they got into it just going in alphabetical order. But it, um, yeah, it was, uh, that, that was a nice, a nice little nightcapper um, for the for the rest of uh, what was an exciting day in Sportsland that we're going to talk all about. And um, I think the other caveat you were referring to, TJ, I'm going to sound weird this morning because mm-hmm. um, uh, as I alluded to earlier, that I mentioned earlier this week, that I bit my cheek and it was really annoying. Well, uh, that it's it's turned into this enormous just sm- uh, it's it's awful. It's it's pay- I, I was miserable for half the day yesterday. I can kind of get through it, but it sucks. Um, it's turned into like this dime sized hole in my mouth, and I'm just I'm not. It's 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 about like getting a splinter in your finger if you're a writer, and I've, I've got that going too. So we're um, we're we're playing hurt. Not injured, but almost injured. It makes you wonder if a higher power, like if this were the 1600s, people would think that you've done some horrible wrong and the higher power is making you pay for it. A rider gets a splinter in his finger and a radio host gets a, a sore cut in his cheek. And despite us definitely not asking for it, Roush did send us a picture oh, of yeah. the inside of his cheek. It does oh, look yeah. pretty, It does look pretty gross. Uh, now, you did have the mindset of you may take today's show off, which you, Scoots and I had to kind of bully you, didn't we, Scoots? Yeah. I mean, there, we didn't have any option. It, it sounded to me like there just wasn't trivia left or ready. But, yeah, Nick, if you want to never send an unsolicited pick like that again, that'd be great. Um, Pretty gross. It was gross. It was gross. <laughs> and the, the thing that catches me off guard is I was like uh, – you made me laugh, Scoots, and that kind of hurt. So, suck it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't doubt that you're probably I, – I mean, everybody's had that, like, a cut in the inside of their cheek or sore or whatever it may be, and they suck, and they stink, and they're not fun, and, like, you can't help but, like, poke it with your tongue, and then oh, you're like, well, yeah. can't do yeah. that, and then you stop, and then you catch yourself doing it again about, like, five minutes later, and they're, they're, they're not fun, so – uh, if you that, that's why we decided to go from home today you have that mute button use it if you need mm-hmm. to scream put water in your mouth swish it around whatever you need to do uh we there's so much to talk about scoots and i think can can carry the majority of the torch that being said though i'm excited oh, yeah. to hear your opinion on these things uh it was a very newsworthy day how did the the live 11 personnel east coast go at the bank uh, yeah, that, I think that didn't help my ailment between that. And I also spent like an hour on the phone with customer service over just something so stupid and trivial that I'm just never, uh, I'm never getting that time back in my life. But, uh, no, the, the, the live remote went well, um, uh, at the bank. I've never been that far North on Hurstborn Parkway. I did not know that existed. So it's like uh, kind of about Tom Sawyer Park where you just, I feel like there's there's a couple spots in Louisville that are almost like a black hole to me that even though I've lived here my whole life I just don't know very well because I never had a chance to go over there and uh, yeah um, <laughs> that was one of them but uh, it was nice it was nice got to hang out with some folks uh, and uh, the people at the bank really nice too all wearing their cats gear so uh, good times good times out there out at uh, Monticello. Roush, that's interesting because I have like three spots in Louisville that I feel comfortable and I feel like I know pretty well, and that is one of those areas. Yeah, well, it's just um, 
I don't know. There's not really a, a Catholic grade school out there for that I would have played sports at TJ. And I feel like that's where I got my early introductions to parts outside of the South End early on. And then uh, maybe later on in age, it would be trying out restaurants at certain ends of town. Uh, but yeah, that's just, that's one of them. Yeah, that, that was honestly the same way with me, with parts of the, of like West and, and Southwest parts of Louisville, it'd be going to play games there and hearing my parents complain about, oh, we have to drive all the way out here. Um, mm-hmm. but, but then sometimes we'd get to go to, why can't I think of the fish place's name? Mike, Mike Lennings. Lennings. Yeah. yeah. Mike Lennings definitely don't get their chicken wings. But uh, so that was nice. But yeah, there, there's not really parts of Louisville that are unfamiliar to me anymore because I'm driving around it all day. But sometimes mm-hmm. I'll go to a neighborhood I've never been in before and it'll be like, oh, this is kind of fun. I didn't know this was here. And, you know, you'll see houses and stuff like that. And uh, that it have some neighborhoods have there's that one neighborhood out near J-Town where all the mailboxes have to be white. It's kind of fun. Oh, that's different. I, I get Germantown, Smoketown and Butchertown. They're. I mean, they're all kind of next to each other, and I just don't. I get yeah, you, you're fine. Just call it Germantown. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then uh, Clifton was one like that for a while too, where I'd never been to Clifton until my wife moved, or when I was dating my th- my then girlfriend. She lived nearby, and that was kind of uh, a, a good way to get exposed to a different side of town. But I heard uh, it's not on the Big X Sports Radio golf car, but I've heard that uh, if you want to make your way out to this in town, heard Sun Valley's in great shape, TJ. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Good, good. Yeah, Happy to hear it. Uh, I, yeah. I can speak from experience, and Cherokee's in great shape. It, oh, you, nice. you know, that little nine-hole course that they that's one of the oldest in Louisville and one of the oldest in the country, It they nearly got rid of it. And not for something cool. They were just going to let the grass grow and let it be more park, which why not let that park be a park that people play golf on? At, from time to time, which is what it is right now. But they've got a, a new club pro, and he has taken really good care of it. It's it's probably in the best shape I could ever remember it in my life. And even back when we were growing up, it wasn't too shabby. Uh, so that's that's nice. Good to hear about the the local metro courses around yeah, town. Doing and, well. But, but you're, you're right that they're not on the Big X Sports Radio golf card. Scoots, no. which courses are on the Big X Sports Radio golf cart? Yeah, no problem. You've got Christmas Lake down in Santa Claus, Indiana. Valley View out in Floyd's Knobs. Of course, Elk Run, where we played our scramble last year, the Big X Scramble. You've also got Wooded View in Clarksville. Park Mammoth down in southern Kentucky. And Old Capital in Corden. Of course, my one of my favorite courses in the area. All of those courses on the Big X Sports Radio golf cart. Under $25 a round, we may only have one or two left. You go to BigXSportsRadio.com to get yours today. And then Wednesday, we are within a week. We are going to be playing at Park Mammoth the night before. We're going to be going to the Hot Rods game down in Bowling Green, staying the night down there, waking up early, doing a little local time, 6 a.m. radio. The show, of course, will still start 7 a.m., but just that's how time zones work. And then right after the show, we're going to be hitting the links. Not even enough time, really, to be hitting the driving range. We're going to maybe be able to get a few putts in, and then we're going to head on over to the number one tee. We'd love to see you out there for any and all of it. Go out to the Hot Rods game. Hang out with us. First beer on Scoots. He's already made that pretty clear. And then I'm joining the the show on Wednesday morning. And if you can't make it for the show or you want to make it for the last hour, come meet us out there on the golf course. And uh, we'd love to have as many foursomes out there. 
as we can. Another compliment on the Park Mammoth Golf Course. Did you see that yesterday, Roush? No, I didn't see that. I missed that. Where was, Aaron Fleener said, oh. I played there last week. He said it was like an amazing course. I'll read the actual text here. And if uh, anybody would know that, it's a guy who's on the PGA Tour caddying and out at the U.S. Open today. Yeah, PGA Tour caddy. He's played Augusta. He's played the nicest courses in the country. He said, I played it last week. Loved it, in all caps. Loved it. Really cool spot, and the redesign is awesome. Very playable for all skills. If You're Park Mammoth, and Park Mammoth's Twitter account doesn't seem like the most active Twitter account we've ever seen. If you're Park Mammoth, I'm like printing that off. A, a PGA caddy who's played the nicest courses in the world is raving about this place. That, Rand Paul, many others and uh i'm in a little golf facebook group it's not like a private one or anything like that it's a huge one but somebody had played there and they were the ones that posted all those pictures and it it, it looks as good as everybody's raving about and i can't wait to get out there and we'd love to see you out there as well wednesday we're going to be playing around 8 15 local time down there i think there's still tea times around that time so you're going to want to lock them in today and use your big Exports Radio golf card if you have it, as Scoot said. And you can punch it down there. You'll be playing for under $25 a round. If you don't have your big Exports Radio golf card, it is a really nice course. You will not be playing for under $25 a round for what it's worth. So, uh, all right. Well, we already kind of teased it. We touched on it. Well, first, Scoots, how was your Wednesday night? We need to we need to touch mm-hmm. base with you. It was really good. care, though, TJ? I care. I I, care. Uh, I had my second. So as you all know, I'm not a big movie guy. But for the second night in a row, I watched a movie that I felt like I should watch. So on Tuesday night, it was Blue Chips. I had never seen Blue Chips in my entire life. And I might get roasted for this. But I, I checked it out on Tuesday. Really good movie. Really enjoyed it. And then last night, I did White Man Can't Jump. The new, the new one with Jack Harlow. And it was... It was pretty good. I, I wasn't. I didn't know what to expect going in. I didn't have the highest expectations just because it is his first movie. I thought Harlow did a really nice job. I thought he did, he did a fine job acting. There there were some parts that were a little cringy that I thought he could have been better at. But overall, I thought the movie was great, and it helped me have a great Wednesday. So yeah, I also got my grass mowed yesterday. So I was I was wow. productive yesterday. Big big day. Yeah. Big day for Scooter Ding. No doubt. Did you do the back half or the front half? Uh, so I did the back half on Tuesday night, and then last night I did the front half. I just can't even imagine. What the that. hell's the roommate like, doing? Like, uh, so he also, was. Gil was actually upset when he got home last night because I was almost done with the grass, and he just walked up to me and he was like, "I had every intention of doing that tonight," and I was like, "Well, now you don't have to. How about that?" You say, "Get dinner started. <laughs> Go make me a sandwich." Yeah, I guess. uh, Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. On the one hand, like if you had every intention to do it, I don't know. I don't know. I'm conflicted on that, Roush, and and people don't care enough for me to think it out here on the air. But on the one hand, if you wanted to do it, you should have jumped on it a little earlier. Well, he wasn't home. He wasn't home yet. Yeah, maybe you snaked him, Scoots. Well, here's here's what he should have done. If he was gonna do that last night, he should have communicated that. On Tuesday night, that hey, I'm gonna I plan on doing the front tomorrow, so don't even worry about it. But there was no communication, so I I took it in my own hands. That's the right answer there. Yeah, good point. Good point. All right, good. Well, 
Blue Chips is a great movie. I have not seen the new White Man Can't Jump. I, I've like made up my mind that it's bad and it's not going to be good. And the, tra- yeah, like the clips yeah. I've seen and the trailers weren't good. But I do need to watch it. It's not very fair to have that opinion when other people have said they've liked it. However, most of the other people that said they've liked it are lar- in large parts like U of L fans, so they don't want to be mean to their buddy Jack Harlow. Scoots is not a U of L fan. Um, that being said, you did just mention two movies that they've been that they've talked about in the last several weeks on the Mike Rutherford show. So are you just taking their movie recommendations? Roush and I can give you some recommendations. Really? No, I, I did not hear them talk about blue chips. I know they probably talked about White Men Can't Jump. Trevor watched it. He didn't he hate it? Isn't that yeah, what he said? Yeah. He didn't like it. I, I mean, I thought it no, was. I think he ended up being. Well, I don't know. I don't know if he ended up watching it or not. If if your goal when watching a movie is to be entertained, then the new white men can't jump meets that requirement. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, entertaining. I think the, every person that I've talked to, they just compare it to the first, so they hate it. Like the, like the people that hate it, it's because they compare it to the old one. It's like, well, it's a different movie. Well, it's see, the same name. I, I admittedly have never seen the old one. I'm going to go back and watch that sometime this weekend. But my roommate had seen it, and he was saying that it was a pretty good knockoff of the first one. Like, they, they did a really nice job with it in terms of the first one. You haven't seen the first one? Scoops? I have not, no. Pretty disappointing. Well, yeah, I, I know. No, and I, I want to because Woody Harrelson in Jack Harlow's role is probably going to be really freaking hilarious. So, yeah, I'm going to watch it at some point this weekend. Picking my jaw up off the floor that Roush <laughs> hasn't seen it. I, mean, I haven't seen that or Blue Chips, yeah. What are you Seen doing? bits and pieces of it, but uh, never the whole thing. So, yeah, I got, I got some uh, catching up to do. That's wild. That's a, a, the, the original is a great movie. I think blue chips is just okay. Yeah, and I'm sure it's one of those things too that in the time, you know, was built for the '90s. Blue chips is not what I was expecting when I watched that on Tuesday night. I'll be the first to tell you that. There were no chips at all. Well, I just I did not know that the movie was going to go down the route that it did. I, I didn't know what to expect before turning it on, but I was not expecting a a move a scandalous movie like that. Both movies better than Hoosiers, though. We can all agree to that. Mm. Yeah, Hoosiers, not good. I'll, I'll have to see the old white man can't jump first. But I, I, I would put blue chips right there with Hoosiers. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, all right, well, let's get into... Uh, now, at this point, do we just take a break and come back to the scheduling talk? I'm excited to talk 2024 schedules. Sure, the games aren't happening for 15 months, but... I'm excited. I'm no less excited to talk about it. Yesterday was really fun. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk UK's 2024 schedules, but that's not all we need to talk about. Uh, reading the the T Reeves, uh, maybe not good. May, the the uh, the Reeves it changes every single day. And yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm over it. I'm done. We got to talk tell about me, that. Tell, I don't care, Antonio. Just do something. We, Stop. We got to talk it. about that as well. Uh, there's other basketball scoop and inside info that's been out there, and it's going to be a really fun show today. Get into the Thornton Sex Line, 
1450 and stop in a Thornton's in your way to the office. Make sure you've downloaded the Thornton's app to become a refreshing rewards member. They give away goodies all the time on the app. You're going to save money and you'll save money each and every time at the pump. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. I bet you don't remember me. And I said, only every other memory. Kentucky Roll Call, Walker and Roush. Run wild on you. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Appreciate you listening on this Thursday morning. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here. Big time show. We want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. They released the schedules yesterday. I agree with you, Roush. I was I thought they it was nice that they started with Oklahoma and Texas, and then after that they just decided to go in alphabetical order um tough luck there vanderbilt but as they were announcing the games you could you knew uk had eight games you know four were going to be on the road you knew four were going to be at home so as you started to hear about some other ones the texas was the first one where uk was mentioned all right well you know that's one of the four road games you're going to be heading down to austin which we're going to talk about and then they went to Auburn, and you knew that that was going to be one of UK's home games. And so you could piece it together a little bit before they actually got to UK and released all of them. Justin Rowland had the scoop. He released the schedule right there at the start of the show, uh, which, so spoiler alert to Justin Rowland, thanks a lot. But yeah, we know we know where UK is playing. And on the road in 2024, they're going to be hitting the Swamp in Gainesville, a familiar spot for for UK fans and for UK football. They're going to be heading back to the Grove, which that's a that was a really fun road trip last year. Mm-hmm. UK fans were a little disappointed or felt like they got hosed a little bit with it being an 11 a.m. local time kick. Uh, I didn't mind it so much, but it, it definitely probably took away some of the experience. So I, I uh, I'm excited that UK fans are going to get another chance at that one well, and if you missed it you know i had a kid right around then so i couldn't couldn't make the trip sure, uh, sure. we get get a second chance to you don't have to wait 20 years to go back to the grove uh, i would just say get your hotel room uh, the second they announce that date try to lock something up whether uh airbnb airbnb oh my gosh how old am i airbnb or a verbo vrbo Whichever one. Like Belichick talking about social media. Yeah, I know. I know it's embarrassing. Uh, okay, and then Tennessee, that's that's fine in terms of road trips. We're familiar with that. Not a place Kentucky has had a great deal of uh, of success, but close enough. UK will have plenty of fans there. Uh, and then Texas, as I mentioned, 
they are going to be heading to Austin. So Florida, Texas, Tennessee, and Ole Miss are the road games. Roush, I did a poll. It was overwhelmingly in favor of the road trip to Austin, Texas for the first UK-Texas SEC game. Luckett made a good point. If you just didn't have the Ole Miss road trip last year, the poll's probably much closer there. But mm-hmm. it seems like Kentucky fans are most excited to be able to do some horns down in Austin. Oh, that's going to be great. I um, I was I was surprised that that's the direction they went. I thought that um, the way that like you know everybody wants to play Texas, um, so I thought that that would um, that they would get too many. Like, that it would end up being where Oklahoma and Kentucky feel like a natural fit. You do the Stoops Bowl. So I was surprised that that was on the table um, because Texas is playing A&M, Oklahoma. um, I think they've got – yeah, they've got LSU as well on their schedule. Um, So I I I was surprised that Kentucky made an appearance. Um, So uh, I'm I'm not mad about it, though. You got direct flights to Austin. Uh, Never been there. And it's only the second time these two teams have met. So it's 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 certainly exciting. I think my overall big takeaway, though, TJ, is that all of the people who just, like, got in a fuss every time they thought about how unfair the permanent rivals or opponents could be, I mean, it's the same schedule. <laughs> Five of the eight teams that Kentucky's playing next year, or this year, they're going to be playing next year. Missouri's the only SEC team that lost, just – Flip Mississippi State and Ole Miss. There's your cross-divisional game. And then Texas would be like your rotating game. Um, if anything, I'm a little I, I don't I'm not mad about it, but like Texas AM, they should have been they should have been going to Kroger Field next year. They haven't been since 2012. I don't I don't know why that's still the case. They gotta yeah. figure that out. Texas's first year after the completion of Texas's first year in the SEC, they will have played Kentucky as many times as Texas AM who's been in the SEC now at that point for over a decade. 12 years, yeah. 13 seasons. So uh, That's, that, that's wild. Yeah. So that's the way that I look at it. And that's the way John Hale, he, that's the way of the Herald Leader press. Sometimes you just want to say Courier-Journal, not with the Courier-Journal. It's been so um, long, yeah. I know. But um, that's the way he phrases. Kentucky traded Missouri, Mississippi State, and A&M for Auburn, Ole Miss, Texas. And you don't need to break it down by, like, literally which game would be literally which game. Just match them tier for tier. So toughest games of what UK has now is the road trip to Texas. The toughest game UK was going to play before that was probably going to be A&M from a talent standpoint. So you're getting Mm -hmm. A&M for Texas. A&M likely would have been coming – they would have been coming to Lexington. You're having to go on the road. So that is tougher. Although tougher – but cooler, like, you know, again, you're getting mm-hmm. UK fans are going to get a road trip to Austin in Texas's first year in the SEC. That's going to be a big deal. It's going to be something people are going to talk about forever. It's going to be a sports memory that I think UK fans won't forget. And that that will be cool. And, and, and you know, Texas seemingly will be in the SEC for the rest of time or the rest of the at least for a very, very long time. All these conferences go uh, for all we know. What if it's the first what if it's their first conference game? I hope it's not because that means it's probably going to be really, really hot. Uh, fingers crossed it'd be a little bit later into the year. But like, mm-hmm. while it's maybe a slightly more difficult game than Texas A&M coming to the Krogue, whatever. I'll take that. That's not a big deal. The other one, 
Ole Miss and Mississippi State. I think that's a wash. I mean, some years Mississippi State's better. Some years Ole Miss is better. Mississippi State with a new coach and running a new scheme, you, you probably would rather play them more frequently in the future than Ole Miss, which is more established with Lane Kiffin. But it's a wash. Nobody, nobody would be surprised if Mississippi State won the Egg Bowl this year, and nobody would be surprised if Mississippi State won the Egg Bowl in 2024. So you're just trading the Mississippi schools, which traditionally are pretty even, and especially in the last decade or so. But again, maybe more on not stable ground at Mississippi State than there is at Ole Miss. And then you're trading Missouri for Auburn. That's a that's a wash too. You could make a case that maybe even slightly easier. Auburn usually has a little bit more talent than than Missouri does, but Auburn's always a mess. It doesn't you just it doesn't matter who the coach is. They're always a mess. So you get that game. Uh, I, I'm I think UK could not have made out better with its schedule uh, and let me get to the home games for Kentucky um, and that is they're going to be having Georgia come to town which that's nothing new Roush as you had mentioned we're used to seeing the Bulldogs in Lexington Auburn as I mentioned will be coming to Lexington Vanderbilt yeah. and USC familiar faces the rest of the way outside of Auburn the the thing too is it is difficult to handicap um a year out where teams might be. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Vanderbilt is the second most difficult home game on the SEC schedule for Kentucky. Um, Auburn in year two, I mean, under Hugh Freeze, that's just a complete mystery. And uh, Shane Beamer, he's he had an outstanding end of year two, but, or yeah, I think that was year two last year for him. And now things are kind of, I don't know, he had a really rough offseason. So trying to actually project wins and losses, I feel, like is a, a little foolish, but um, all in all, you can't be completely upset that Kentucky got hosed or, uh, you know, any any sort of thing like that uh, because the most difficult game you traded off, like you said, TJ, it is for an experience that Kentucky fans just have never had before. And I know there's going to be as soon as, like, kind of like what you said with uh, booking your – uh, hotel room as soon as that comes live as soon as you know which weekend uh, I'm sure flights are going to be getting booked to Austin yeah and you can make a case that it's somewhat tough luck that you've got one of your home games with Georgia that's that's tough the only other tougher team in the SEC you could see on the schedule is Alabama at least from a program standpoint but you're spot on we don't we don't have we have no idea what UK is going to look like we have no idea what a lot of these teams are going to look like I just think when it was all I think if you were basing it off where the programs have been the last few seasons, what this season looks like, I, it, it could be a little bit easier because, again, you could get Georgia off the schedule. But you may have – I think the expectation will be three home wins at Kroger Field, three out of four, which that's that will be solid. Uh, that, that you know That's a, about the norm in Mark Stoops' era, above the norm in the Mark Stoops' era, I would say. And then on the on the road, I don't think any of them are like ones that you could just throw away and say, well, that that will be a loss. No chance UK wins that game. They've had success at the Swamp, and they've had success playing against Florida, Tennessee. That one has not been a place UK has been overly successful. But as a program, we don't feel like they're miles ahead of us, and from a talent standpoint, we don't feel like they're miles ahead of us. Uh, and it's a place Mark Stoops has won before, so that's not nothing. Ole Miss, it's a place UK should have won last year. Uh, they had 
the referees say that they didn't get the playoff. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't and probably didn't. Um, or, the, you know, the illegal shift before the play was off, I guess. But that's a place Kentucky can win. And then uh, Texas, Texas seems to always choke from time to time. Could be a game that Kentucky can win. If Big 12 teams have been able to have some success against Texas over the last few years, I don't see any reason why UK couldn't. So I, I was totally down with the schedule. It's going to be tougher, you all. It's, it's just going to be harder. Uh, and, and wait till they go to nine games. And after seeing the schedule and seeing, like, when they go to nine games, you can kiss that U of L game goodbye, at least for a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, at least at least for a little bit, because it's going to be weird. Like programs are going to have to kind of change their mindset of what like a good season, season looks. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So uh, those, those like be- eight, nine, ten win bars. Like you just got to you, you just got to <laughs> you got to rearrange your brain. Kind of like the COVID season. And that was my other big takeaway, too, that it gets lost in the shuffle and all of this. You get to enjoy the Louisville game for another year. That's one guarantee. You get to enjoy the Louisville game for one more season. Now, what's beyond that, nobody knows. Um, and I do think it's funny that technically if that game is still at Akron. I would be shocked if that game is not moved to Kroger Field. So, um, But as of right now, uh, Akron and Austin road trips are on the, on the table. So I saw every SEC team was either getting Oklahoma or Texas in their first year. Was there a team that got both of those or no? Um, huh. that's a good, good question. question. Probably A and M. Uh, A and M. No, they only got Texas. So everybody so, probably just got one of them. That's probably the case. Um, because they can they can disperse them out. I think enough to where that doesn't have to happen. Yeah, I, want- I, I love that. Um, Georgia. Georgia has. If you look at their schedule this year, it's very laughable. It's so white, mm-hmm. and so next year they're like, okay, well. Go to Alabama, go to Kentucky, go to Texas, host Auburn, and then play Florida. And you also got Tennessee, too. But Tennessee is the only game that people are really batting their eyes at on their schedule this year, just Tennessee and Florida. So, suck it, yes, suck sadly, it, Kirby. Sadly, those Georgia fans are probably not too overly concerned about the road trip to Lexington. Mm. But they Maybe. should be. Oh, yeah. I thought I thought they did a, a solid job balancing the schedule, and I really – like, you're right, Roush. Vanderbilt is getting better, and they just beat Kentucky last year. So, like, who am I to have this? But I just think if any year that they're going to be doing – and there's no more divisions, and they're going to maybe try to keep rivalries together, maybe not. We still don't really know exactly what's going on there. Any, But I just think any time you're going to have Vanderbilt on your eight-game SEC schedule, you're going to say, woo all right. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's not Alabama, right? It's not Alabama if it's Vanderbilt. So that's the good news. Uh, it's all programs that Kentucky has been competitive or beaten in recent years, with the exception of Georgia. Uh, but Georgia's the the top of the top. They're the best program in the country right now. So if that's your competition, if you can close the gap on them and maybe someday steal a game from them, probably means you're you're doing all right. It means you're in the in the thick of things. Uh, with that, though, Roush, as I'd mentioned, that like people are going to have to rearrange their expectations. You said rearrange their brains with win losses. I think there's going to be like a there's going to that's going to take some time for people to do. And I do wonder if like schools will be 
less patient with coaches when in reality they they're going to look back and be like oh that seven and five season was actually pretty good him going four and four in the sec wasn't a bad thing it was a good thing Uh, it's going to be tougher for it's going to be tougher for sure i I also wonder what it's going to look like for the college football playoffs because i don't think there's one sec team that looks at their schedule and is just like yeah that that should oh, be no. That, that, no. I think it's no. I don't think there's one that looks at their schedule and is like that's going to be easy. So I, I think there's going to be losses. I think seeing you're going to get some undefeated SEC teams from time to time. You'll just get a dominant group of players that from Georgia or Alabama or the Joe Burrow LSU year or something like that. But I think more times than not, you're going to have teams with multiple losses, not even just one. I think multiple losses, and especially when they eventually get to the nine-game schedule. And if you're wondering why we keep talking about the nine-game game schedule, it's a matter of time. It's not a if, it's a when. And every year they push it off, that's a that's cool. Like, that's another year they're not doing it. But it, it, it will come. It will cometh down the road. Yeah, yeah, it will come. Uh, but I do um, – two wins will – two excuse me, two losses is still probably good enough to be in the playoff, um, I would imagine under this uh this format right here but um and they're going the, the one, right the one that we're also going to have to get our brains rearranged about is just sec east and west and realizing that like it's going to all come down to win percentages as to who's going into the sec championship game it's not about how you you know like it's not the best team in the east or the best team in the west no it's just the best teams with the winning percentage standpoint so people aren't going to be just wa- waltzing on in uh, to the title i would venture to say by the way that we will have three lost teams in the playoffs when it goes to 12 i agree yeah. i agree i agree yep. with you. I, and i don't think especially it'll be, if it's non-game schedule i don't think it'll be totally impossible that like a four loss team maybe is on the bubble or in the conversation depending on who those four losses are yeah some of these schedules and like i don't have them in front of me but some of these SEC teams looking at their 2024 schedules, oh. and Roush, you mentioned it with Georgia, but uh, I think maybe Florida has a tough F- one. Florida's well. Florida's going in Central their non-conference. Florida, Miami. So they've got, yeah, Central Florida, Miami, at Florida State. Um, and then in the conference, they're hosting Kentucky, LSU, Ole Miss, and A&M. <laughs> Georgia neutral site at Tennessee, at Texas, at Mississippi State. Like That's wild. Yeah, it's if a somehow, wild schedule. They, they'll probably keep Billy Napier around if he if Jeez. he struggles this year. They'll keep him around just to just to take those losses, you know. <laughs> so yeah. just so a first year coach doesn't have to. But I'm pumped about it. That was a cool show. They did a good job with it. It it had a had a, it seemed like a little bit of like an NFL production to the whole thing, and we'll get to we'll get to see. Um, let, let's rank them, Roush. Which mm-hmm. home game? It's obviously probably, I was going to say exclude Georgia. It's got to be Auburn. I mean, South Carolina and Vanderbilt coming to Krogh really doesn't move move the needle there. I, I do wonder if they, like, looking at my poll, rank the top five. We can do top three for time's sake. Rank the top three destinations in the SEC. Like just for maybe we let Scooch go first here because he he he's has a unbiased, but he's also maybe willfully or unwillfully ignorant to the whole thing. But Scooch, top three road trips in the SEC that you'd like to make. 
Um, Florida would definitely be on there just because it's Florida, you know. Um, I would like I would yeah. like to go to. Already, te- already uh, regret ass. You already met. You already <laughs> failed. Sorry. I, I would you're like. 0 for, you're over one. I would like to go to Texas. Um, I, I would like to see that venue. And then third for me would probably have to be. I'm torn between Alabama and Auburn, but I'd probably go Alabama. Man, that's just a horrible list. Well, I mean, this, is, this isn't – so this isn't my list for going there and desiring to see a win. I just want to see the stadiums. No, yeah, no, no I, it's, I still, it's still a horrible list, though. The Swamp sucks. Like, the, that, like, the well, Swamp I don't, does suck. I don't know that, though, guys. You, you all have been there. I have yeah. never been there, so I, I, I have no idea if it sucks or not. Well, that, well, that's why it's good to get your perspective first. So yeah. we can well, tell I've, you that Gainesville is, Gainesville is just a bad college town. The, I've the, never the, actually the stadium's been to cool. I've actually never been to a game at the Swamp. I've driven by it. But, like, it, it is, Scoots, surprisingly, it's, like, not a destination trip for SEC fans. Maybe if it's, like, a West team that's never played there before, they'll get excited about it. But in, in for fans of teams in the East, they just don't – like, it, it's not appealing. Well, Usually it's hot, it's humid, it's sticky. There's not, like, I don't think, I think Roush said, there's just not a ton to do in Gainesville. You're not on the beach. Yeah. Um, That's what it comes down to. Yeah. fans want to go. I mean, you're you're probably a two-hour trip, maybe a little less than that, from the beach. So, yeah, I, I understand that mindset. You're kind of just in the middle of Florida, which middle of Florida is kind of a scary place. R- Kentucky, or, or, Roush, I'm going to let you say your top three. I just think – Kentucky in October, I think, is in – I think it's it should be in the top three if it's not. I know that's wild and people would disagree with it. But when you get – like, the city matters. Where you're going and, like, what you're going to be doing when you're not at the game matters. Does UK have the be- one of the best the, – one of the top three game day atmospheres? Absolutely not. Do they have one of the best top three stadiums in the SEC? Absolutely not. But if you're taking in the whole package – and Lexington as a city is definitely one of the top three cities in the SEC, and you're taking into consideration Keeneland in October, I think it'd be a top three destination. So I I would imagine that that Auburn game would be in October just to throw Auburn fans a bone just because Vanderbilt's been October before, South Carolina's been October a lot, Georgia not as much, but it has happened. So I think that if you're trying to plan out when these games are going to be, one thing I feel somewhat confident about in the month of October is going to be that Auburn game. Um, I, I think Austin would have to be one of the top three road trips now that they're in the SEC. I think Baton Rouge for a lot of people is one. I, and I haven't been there is one of the top three. And then the Grove at Ole Miss and UK fans got to again experience it firsthand last year, although it was an early kickoff game there. So they want they want to be able to have an all day sort of sort of event. Um, I would put Georgia one, even though they've been there a lot. But I mean, okay, so let's just take out all any Athens sort of biases. I, I didn't love Athens I, as much as everybody else, but I did see the appeal to it all. I, I would actually put it second. It's number one for us because it's close. Like it's only a seven hour drive. Maybe it's not that far. Um, but LSU Baton Rouge would be number is number one, and I don't I don't think it's really all that close. And then um, third is is going to be Texas for me, just because the oh man, yeah I don't it's this is where it starts getting tough because you can make the case for the Grove and the tailgate scene. Um, Texas A and M really is unlike any other it's it's unlike anything I've ever witnessed in my life, and to be in a stadium with a hundred thousand people all 
doing the same thing at the same time it's mesmerizing and um they actually have an awesome bar kind of setup area um uh, and college station is bigger than you know even though it's in the middle of kind of the texas desert for the lack of a better term um so yeah that it, that, it gets tough for me for a third um i will say i'm gonna trade florida for lsu lsu would be a better place the food's great. Yeah. The atmosphere, yep. the Colin Baton Rouge. Like, it's just, it's, it's very, especially at night. It's yeah, so it'd be cool fun. There. I think the people are really nice. Um, I'm going to try this gumbo. You know, like, uh, it's, it's just, it's a great place. Where would you all put Lexington, Kentucky for a UK football game? It's in the top half if it's a big game. I don't, the, the problem is, though, is it's just not like one of these coliseums that you see at a bunch of other places. But it's definitely, I, th- I think it'd be in the top half. See, for uh, me, it would not be. I mean, I'd, I'd have Kentucky over, like, Missouri, Vanderbilt, and that really may be it for me. Don't kill yeah, me. I mean, Don't kill me. All, all, the thing that's tough, though, is just that, I mean, really all of these places have great appeal to it. <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing that's, that's cool true. about a lot yeah. of these SEC towns is like I I've been to most and I mean even Missouri is actually like a very cool college town. Um but yeah, I, I so it's, it's 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 I I thought I thought Arkansas would be dumpy. That was really pretty. I I I'm excited to go see a game there when that finally happens. Uh Lexington being one of the bigger cities and having Keeneland is does stand out among most of the destinations. Because many of, like I've heard Auburn sucks really bad. Um, I would put Auburn towards the bottom because it's a nothing college town. There's nothing there. Um, The setup's bad. Like, yeah, I've heard Auburn sucks. So suck it, Auburn. See, the thing is, like, Oxford sucks. That, like, that was, that town is tiny. I can't believe people out of college live there. I mean, I I can, but uh, it'd it'd be tough. But they just have such a good, game day atmosphere and the tailgate scene is just one of a kind. I do think Auburn's in-game atmosphere is supposedly pretty cool. Yeah. Seeing the the eagle fly down. uh, Yeah. The worst is obviously Starkville. That that would be at the bottom. I don't think there's much to write home to your mother about for Columbia, Missouri. Um, I like Columbia, South Carolina. Other people disagree. That's a good stadium environment too. They, it's just—it's also not that hard of a drive either. And I know a lot of UK fans that will either take like—and you could theoretically do this with Gainesville too—but it's a much longer drive. But I know some UK fans that will before the game they'll go to the beach for a few days, or after the game they'll go to the beach for a few days because you're only about two hours away from the beach when you're in Columbia, um, and it's only what like a five and a half six hour drive from Lexington for for most folks. Although you do got to drive through the mountains. So I like Columbia, South Carolina. I think some people would have them near the bottom. I wonder where Norman, Oklahoma would fall. And that's going to be something I, that I think most SEC fans probably won't know yeah. until they go and experience them themselves. So I'll be excited for that road trip too, although expectations are low. And that's probably a little bit of just like uh, stereotyping that I shouldn't be doing. That That's – I have no idea what to expect of Norman, Oklahoma. I – and that's only because my um, imagery of Oklahoma is the Dust Bowl. So I, I have no idea what to expect. Um, so uh, I, I am very much looking forward to Austin. I mean, my, hell, and I just had a cousin move there. So I got a place to stay. 
we know Kinsey uh, Bernard is down there, down in uh, working at a brewery down there. Seems like a really cool place, cool town. And it's just Kentucky's playing at Texas in football. I mean, when in your life mm-hmm. would you ever in your wildest dreams imagine that? And the craziest part is Mark Stoops has done a lot of things for the University of Kentucky. His greatest accomplishment is having the Wildcats step into the greatest conference ever assembled. And Kentucky is not a seller dweller. When we're going into the 16-team SEC, you're not just looking at the schedule and going, oh, well, that's a loss. Oh, that's a loss. Every single game, Kentucky fans are going to walk into thinking they got a shot to win. And to be able to do that, it's just uh, the, the kid who... Um, was at Commonwealth Stadium watching how mummy teams whiff on tackles in the late 90s. Just can't even imagine this is a reality. And so enjoy this Big Blue Nation. Uh, don't lose sight of the forest through the trees. Well said. We try to say, we say that we find ourselves saying that a lot during the football season, but probably appropriate to mention that now. Like so much better, especially than we were growing up. I think we're used to it now, though. And I think the expectations yeah, yeah. have changed and the bar has raised. raised. And it's not just like we're happy to be at the table. Now it's let's take these chumps' food. That's the end of hour one. We'll get back to scheduling talk in hour two. We got to talk Antonio Reeves. Do trivia. We can. We can't. You know, we can, we can also push it tomorrow if we need to. I'm totally open to tomorrow. Yeah, yeah maybe I got them ready to go. And I, I'm pr- feeling better. Pretty tomorrow. excited for uh, my questions too. I think you all, you're either going to hate it or love it. Yeah, maybe we'll do it tomorrow because we also want to get to the Thornton's text line and spend plenty of time on that. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. Hour number two coming up next. To a little bit of chicken fried and cold beer on a Friday night. A pair of jeans that fit just right and the radio Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use promo code Big X for 25% off. Polarized sunglasses, a Kentucky company, and they do just great work. They've got an amazing website, different sunglasses for each and every occasion. They've got money back, uh, 30-day money back guarantee. They've got a buy one. You get the replacement pair promise, which is great. And each and every time you order, you're helping feed hungry folks in America. So check out ShadyRays.com. Roush, Antonio Reeves maybe now is not coming back to Kentucky. Oh, you mean another flip-flop? Wow, I'm so surprised. He is, He's no longer a hostage. I don't... Definitely doesn't seem to have Stockholm Syndrome either. So does he... Ooh, if he does come back to UK, is that what we blame it on? Stockholm Syndrome? Sure. Mm-hmm. Fine by me. Um, so what does that mean? He went to class and finished his classes? We don't know. We don't know. 
This started from Justin Rowland, Cats Illustrated. He doesn't really usually wade in the basketball waters, although he was the first one that I saw that definitively said that like Oscar Shibwe is definitely gone. Um, so when he does get a basketball tip, it's not often wrong. Now, he didn't say that Antonio Reeves is definitely leaving UK. He said that from what he's heard, that he's strongly considering a Big Ten program. And I think Jack Pilgrim followed that up by saying he still thinks Antonio Reeves will be at UK. UK staff felt really good about it over the weekend. And then things kind of got quiet. And when things get quiet, that's not a good thing when you seemingly are so sure about something and then, boom, you just stop hearing stuff. So we don't know where things stand today, where a week ago we had we had gone on a big rant on this radio show about how he's gone, just connect the dots on all this stuff. He's it, There's nothing really indicating he's seemingly coming back to UK. As the weekend went on, Guess what? He is coming back to UK, and it did seem almost like a bit of a technicality that he's just not going to be able to graduate in time. So it's either you're going to play college basketball at UK, or you're not going to be playing college basketball at all, or you're going to be sitting out a year and then playing the next year somewhere, because that's the NCAA rules there. As it stands, as of yesterday, maybe he secret, maybe he's on the shade and sharp school of, oh, actually, here's a class I needed. I found it in my back pocket. It's written on paper. Theology. A. Here. I can pass now. Here, give me my give me my diploma. I don't know, Roush. The whole thing is very, very weird. One thing that I think everybody can kind of agree on is it doesn't seem like Antonio Reeves really wants to be at UK. Because if he wanted to be at UK, he'd be at UK. Or this and it could be as simple as I once the nil, you know, you all I need this and nil, and UK maybe said no originally and then maybe came back and said yes we can, and maybe Reeves is waiting until the check clears or something till he officially makes his announcement back. I have no clue, but it is a bit exhausting keeping up with this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um <sighs> I've just I the thing is, is I don't know. For I, I don't know what he could tell them. Like, what is he saying that would give coaching staffs confidence that he's coming back, only to change his mind again? If he's telling them that he's going to come back and he's going to announce soon, what? I just can't even imagine saying that and then not just doing it and getting it over with. Like, I, I can't. I can't physically put myself in the brain of somebody who would conceivably change their mind as much as he has over the last month or so. I just don't, I can't, it, it's not, it's not possible in my brain. I, after eventually I'm just making a decision. I'm rolling with it. And just like, do these people live in a different world where they don't hear all this noise? And if they do, I, I just can't imagine being in a, uh, in a situation. And the good news is I don't think I'm ever going to have to worry about this. But like, I can't imagine everybody being like, what is TJ Walker going to do? And then for three months, just not like even give a hint or say anything or allude to anything. I, I just, I couldn't imagine and all, and not because he even has to like, I, you know, at any point in that, in this hypothetical where I'm doing this at any point, I can say whatever I want. I can say whatever I'm feeling. I can make a final decision at any moment. And then I just still make the commitment 
to stay radio silence? I I couldn't even imagine. But maybe he just lives in a different world where he's not even hearing any of this, Roush. I don't know how much he's on social media or not social media. I doubt he is. I highly doubt that he's checking out message boards. He just seems, and I, you know, I sometimes think this with like all UK players in the basketball program, just they, they seem to like live in a different world where they don't, they're not up to the day to day of what, where the fan base is at. That's probably a good thing. It's probably a good thing. But at any point, Antonio Reeves could have a month ago, he could have said, Hey, I, I'm, I, I really want to come back to Kentucky, but I am going to keep my options open. This is going to be my last go around. Nil is a factor to me. I'm not like I'm not going to sh- I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Would anybody have an issue with that? I think some, you know, you'd have probably when the UK fan base everybody has an issue with everything. But so yeah, you'd have some people that would have an issue with it. But I think the smart people would say, "Hey, he's being honest. All right, UK, you heard what he said. Let's do it." But he's just stayed quiet the entire time and I I I don't blame the UK fans that can't help but think this dude just doesn't want to play basketball for UK anymore. And when they feel that way, Roush, they say, scram, then go. And that's where I see a lot of UK fans. I'm not there. I, I still want Antonio Reeves back. Um, but it, but you can't help but be like, what, the, what is going on, dude? And it better, like, the only thing that I can, if it's trying to figure out your graduation, that's a tough spot, Roush. If you're UK, and it, what if it came down to like, hey, if I can graduate, I'm out of here. If I don't have any other choice, then I'm going to stay here. If you're UK, do you just cut the line there? I mean, and and why you think they, they, about why you think about it all? One caveat, because if it's not that, then it's nil related, and nil related, I could I can empathize with. Like, all right, if you're promised X amount of dollars somewhere else, and and you want UK to pay up based on what you think your fair market values to a point. Now, if he's asking for some ridiculous $8 million number or something like that, then that's a whole different animal. But if it's something reasonable, I can at least understand him holding out to be like, all right, I need to see what my offer's at. Now, at some point you just got to make a final decision. But if it comes back to just, if I'm graduating, I'm gone. If I'm not graduating, that puts UK in a tricky spot in my opinion. Yeah. And, I mean, they can't control his academic standing. They can't. Um, if it's a matter of will, because I, I know a lot of times if kids want waivers, they need a previous coach to kind of work with them. But there's also no guarantee in that. I just, I, I, I do wonder though, what is the ultimate? I mean, because like for if you're Kentucky, you've already waited this long. I mean. You, you've gone down this road. You might as well wait it out now. I mean, <laughs> what what's it going to hurt, right? So I, I don't, sure. I don't, I don't know if you cut bait at all, and you just Antonio Reeves strikes me as somebody that doesn't want to make a decision either. My brother's like this. Um, he uh, he just hates decision making. It makes him uncomfortable. He gets anxiety. I get the sense that that's Antonio Reeves too. That. Um, you know, he's got other people and part of the process as well. And he might think he wants one way. He's just, he's being indecisive. And so he's got a lot of anxiety about it. And Kentucky's like, okay, well, your choice, Antonio, do what you got to do. And it was, it was a little weird too, that you had like, it was multiple insiders last weekend be like, he's back, he's back. 
So that means UK saying like a bird, that like, we got him. We got him. And then just for days later, for it to maybe be like, okay, never mind, maybe we don't. Was UK just trying to put it out there that like, was that like a, was that a psyops move? Just trying to get like to the public perception that he's coming back where Antonio Reeves would be like, oh, okay, I guess I'm coming back. And then as always, like the field of 68 guys were a few days late and you had Jeff Goodman eating like a little crow saying like, no, it looks like he's going to probably have to go back to UK. What it is, it's a, it's a bizarre situation. It makes, it makes no sense. And the the other thing I don't get to TJ and you know, maybe this is just how that world operates, but like as a person, when they just don't, UK just can't get in contact with a guy that plays more. Like they just go completely quiet, dark kid says, I, I just, I just don't understand what world I, I, is that though? I, I I don't it's such a it's such a bizarre all of this is bizarre. I hate it and uh yeah, I just want it to be over with. So I'm at the point now, TJ. I kind of mentioned this when we heard the momentum swinging the other way, uh, for Reeves coming back to Kentucky. I'm I'm now officially at like, well, just wake me up when he decides to do something. And they're supposed to be playing basketball in a matter of weeks. Like these other dudes are already playing pickup together and bombing and they're dunking in Cal's pool. You know. Yeah, they're having they're having a real hoot. And like, is Kentucky that bad, Antonio? Like, that's another thing I can't understand. Is like, <laughs> is Kentucky that bad? Yeah, is playing yeah. in front of twenty one thousand fans every night that bad? Is I, you know, it, the season didn't go the the way that I think anybody wanted it at the end. But, dude, you were the green light in the NCAA tournament. And if you win that game, you have a great chance to potentially get to a Final Four, at least play for a spot in the Final Four. Kansas State was really the biggest threat in that region with the way the bracket unfolded. You had the ball in your hands. Like, what more do you want? Well, these freshmen are coming in, and I'm not so sure it's going to go that way for me again. Well, you agreed to come to a team last year that had a returning all SEC point guard and severe Wheeler, Cason Wallace, who is a projected lottery pick. Like, why was it okay then? But now is it, you know, Chris Livingston, obviously, he was a prize freshman. Why was it okay then? But now with Rob Dillingham, DJ Wagner, and Justin Edwards, it's like, I, I just, what, ha- like, what the hell happened at UK? What horrors happened that, that's horrors, you know, not, not another word. Horrors. Horrors. Yeah. What, what, what the hell happened that made you just so... It, that's why it almost just has to come back to nil for me. And we don't have the inside scoop on that. Maybe he's asking an unreasonable number. Maybe these other schools really are having better bids than Kentucky, and, and he wants to explore those options, and he's got to make sure his grades are in order to be able to do that. That's the one that makes most sense to me. That's the one that I come back to is that like Michigan or Indiana, those are two of the pro Michigan, Indiana, and Illinois have been the programs mentioned the most, but I I don't know based on just like, again, kind of connecting the dots, Indiana and Michigan, I think are the bigger threats here. Maybe they truly are just offering him more money, but the academic situation doesn't, doesn't add up here. 
But then you had Jack Pilgrim report yesterday that the La Familia collective, the club collective, it's not a collective, it's a club collective. You got to be club part of the club. You got to be a part of the club to get in. They have supposedly already raised a ton of money. All right, well then just make Antonio Reeves happy and let's get this over with. What the hell's going on here? Does anything I say make sense? Uh, it, and that's the part of all of this. The information we know, just not all of it adds up. I, so I don't get it. I'm frustrated with it. I know there are some fans that are frustrated with it on the Thornton's text on 502-414-1450 is the number. You text in. We read it on the air. And stop holding the Thornton's today. I saw gas prices are going up, but that's why you got the refreshing awards at. Mm-hmm. Uh, save, Thanks save a lot. Thanks a lot, Joe Biden. Up. Yeah, um, Biden said, um, "Time to crank up the prices." Mm-hmm. It's yeah, let's time. Put sque- let's put the squeeze on him. The summer squeeze. And yeah. in all seriousness, if if he goes to IU, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna have like an irrational fan reaction. Like I'm Good. gonna be one of like, give the show. We'll we'll get fill up a pillowcase full of bars of soap and beat up scoots. We could really use them. Hell yeah, you could. We could really Kentucky use them. Yeah. Kentucky could use them too. He's a good player. Um, but like, let's just let's get on with it, Antonio. If you don't want to be at UK, why don't you let everybody know it? It seems like you you don't, which is which is disappointing. All right, what do we got on the text line here? Um, I don't know was, where we left off. Did we not mark it, Scoots? You not marking it uh, anymore? It was a I, heart. I I never mark it, but I marked it this morning with a heart. So. Now you know. Um, after, I like the heart. Instead after of the big X. After the Corden text. Okay, he didn't say anything bad about KSR and Matt and his cronies had to come at him. Another person says, I agree with TJ. Interesting take from Roush that Tristan did dare to challenge Matt Forty Jones. Okay, that's funny. You aren't allowed to do that in UK Twitter land. Sensitivity is too rampant. Opinions aren't math, but don't tell that to type A folks. Um I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know where the Tristan Ferris stuff started, but people have been getting mad at him long before. If he went mad, I don't, I don't know, but people were getting mad at him on Twitter long before that. Um, well, and I'll, uh, the last thing I'll say about Tristan Ferris for now is he seems young, he's learning. Uh, he he should take the advice from the the people that have been around a little bit longer. But I, I think. Most of what he's doing, while not completely and totally harmless, like you shouldn't steal people's work, I, I've started to see him making more improvements and crediting people and stuff like that. And he's young. He'll figure it out. So keep doing you, Tristan. You got this, buddy. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh, Roush. Can I say something? I got into, like, the weeds. Uh, this is maybe the dangerous part. We talked about the For You page on Twitter yesterday. This is maybe the dangerous part of it. I got into the weeds of, like, a UK inner fan base fight. Oh, I saw. Oh my yeah. gosh, it was yeah. disgusting. Yeah, it was. Uh, Be better, people! Holy smokes, you all are not twelve-year-old girls, or and, and trust me, twelve-year-old boys bullied just the same. Um, you're you're not twelve-year-olds. Like you all are humans, and you're talking this way to other humans. Everybody's got stuff going on. Um, I, you don't even need to use the umbrella of like we're all in the BB. But you're just you're all in the same humanity. Like, be nice to each other. That was gross to read, and it was all over like sports. I mean, that's how it started, and then it all just it took a quick turn into being incredibly personal. Be nice to people. Come on, everybody. So I'll even a KRC listener or two, Roush. Be mean. Yeah, no need to like. I want, 
I feel like that's very much early internet when we were teenagers and we didn't know that the internet like was real. There's real people behind it. You don't have to be jerks. Exactly. Totally. Right. Tiger Woods is one of the rare examples where helicopter parenting worked and he's a generational talent. Hopefully that kid actually likes football. But that is apples and or that's apples and space rocks compared to baby Gronk and Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods never like paraded his kid around. He never said like this is you think I was good. Wait till you see this kid. No, no, no. They're he's they're talking the opposite. They're talking about Tiger's dad because he was he he did all that. Oh, okay. I thought they. Yeah. Were, I thought they were talking about Tiger and Charlie. I was saying like yeah. Tiger, what he's done with his son, I think is almost like. The perfect, I'm an athlete, my kid is good. I mean, the Mannings, I think, did a good job, although it kind of blew up late, but I don't think that was necessarily the Mannings' fault there. Right. Um, yeah, okay, I get what you're saying with Ty. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. that's kind of that's kind of true. But even still, that that's more apples and oranges than brave Baby Gronk because uh, Senior Woods was not obnoxious. Well, he just Tiger was actually awesome yeah. at the time, too. He was kicking ass on big-time golf courses. And here's this other thing, too. Is like the the ass kicker golf courses kick everybody's ass, right? Whether you're 12 or whether you're a pro, and Tiger was playing well on them as a 12 year old. So you know, had a little bit more credence than just beating other kids in pee wee football and going viral on the internet. Salsarita spicy salsa will kick your ass if your name is Scooter Dingus. Yeah, but most people they can handle it because oh, yeah. it's it's just got the it's it's a nice flavor. TJ, and that's what I like. I don't, I don't like spicy that just knocks me off my socks. But it's got a good flavor to it. Oh yeah, you got to have. Uh, it's got to be good to taste, not just put like make you miserable. It's got a kick to it, but it is delicious. It goes perfectly with their wildly addictive chips. Everything at Salsaritas is made fresh, right in front of your face. Middletown has a drive-through. St. Matthew's right off Hubbard's covered patio. This has been perfect weather for their patios at Salsaritas. And there's different options for the kid. If you've got like a family and you just need the kids to kind of run around a little bit and they, they can take a chip and put it in the salsa. They can put it in the queso. They can put it in the guacamole. They can grab a piece of their quesadilla, run around, and you can just take a few minutes to rest, eat a delicious meal, whether lunch or dinner. Check out Salsaritas today and make sure you, you download the app. You're going to save money. You're going to save time. We love Salsaritas. You will as well. Let's take a break here. We'll keep at the Thornton's text line. Uh, several other little tidbits that we may or may not get to. Director's but, Cup standing, the revenue but, report from, I think, USA Today. Those are little but, things we could bring up. And we got beer. I know texters are talking about beer. But and it's finally uh, that, happening, folks. That's one thing that we definitely will get to. We did it, everybody. Uh, you can thank Kentucky Roll Call. Just kidding. but. Big day for UK athletics. We'll come back for one final segment of KRC on your Thursday. And pour me something tall and strong. Make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's only half past 12, but I don't care. It's five o'clock somewhere. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Oh, hell yeah. 
I'm just kidding. That's probably my least favorite music ever. Yeah. I, I, I consider gifts, myself dude. pretty like music tolerant. I really can listen to pretty much anything, but and that doesn't that that was kind of on the fringe of this, but like metal rock or just like where they scream. I can't do that. And that wasn't quite that, but that was just like a, a very whiny screaming man. And I, and that's not my type of music. That was Cody Rhodes, AEW entrance music. So you're not a Cody Rhodes fan. Why, why are you playing Cody Rhodes, AEW entrance? Who music? the hell is Cody Rhodes? Roush. Uh, first of all, we have like 500 rejoins, so I can't play the same so ones all the, the time. Bad ones. I didn't think that was a bad one. It's just a little music that you all aren't fans. I mean, I'm I'm in the same boat. It's not my type of music either. But we why would you play it? Because we have a faction of listeners, Roush. I mean, it's not all, our three opinions aren't doesn't make up the whole listenership. I mean, there's a ton of yeah, people out there that like that music. But but people like us, so therefore they generally like our taste and things. <laughs> and we don't like like we don't talk about Cody Rhodes and AEW on this show. So I don't know why anyone would anticipate us having his music played on. So it that's an actual song. I, I should have just left out the part that it was Cody Rhodes AEW mu- know, AEW still, music. Not, My fault. It's still not like music that. Gosh. Text in texters. Let us know how much you like that song. I, I know there's a bunch of you out there that like that music. Suck it, Roush. Welcome back. One final segment, <laughs> Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. All right, Roush, what is more impressive? UK being, or what's more disappointing? UK being 16th in revenue out of the schools that you can do an open rec- records request with. So Notre Dame, Duke. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if Duke would even be ahead of Kentucky there. They probably would not be. No, they but, wouldn't. But there'd be some other schools that may be in the list. But UK comes in Maybe at Stanford. number 16 there. And, and then in the Director's Cup, which kind of takes into consideration all your sports. It's just your fi- like the final ranking of athletics. UK came in 20th. I'm pretty sure on the 20th number, um, although I don't have it. I'm trying to pull it up, and the Internet's acting a little wonky. But uh, which one's more impressive or disappointing, whichever way you're looking at it? Um, That should be about where UK should be every year. So neither disappointing nor um, uh, excited. Like It's like, okay, yeah, that's standard is a standard. I, I think it's... You know, honestly, I think both need to be better. If we look at UK the way at least I I look at Kentucky, um, I know the Big Ten's contract right now is a little bit better than the SEC's. That's just that's kind of disappointing to me, but it'll change when the SEC is able to get a new deal, but then it'll change again back to the Big Ten when they're able to get a new deal. Uh, That's just the way that it's going to go. But, like, Indiana shouldn't be ahead of Kentucky in revenue. Um, Michigan State should not be ahead of Kentucky in revenue. And they are because of the Big Ten contract. I understand that. Virginia should not be ahead of Kentucky in revenue. And Florida State should not be ahead of Kentucky in revenue. So I I think that that should be a little bit higher. 16 is fine, obviously. It's not not like a a serious, serious gripe. But I think Kentucky regularly should be in the top 15 and closer to, to 10 than they should be to 15 and then 20 in the director's cup in a year where like basketball wasn't amazing football wasn't amazing women's basketball you got literally nothing from geez by the way amber smith leaving uk to go to iu to be an assistant coach that is a terrible look for uk and i mean she went to uk and she's leaving so yeah yeah, she'd like 
IU's just a much better women's basketball program, and that was not the case back when Matthew Mitchell was was running the show. Uh, she seems awesome, Kyra Elsie, but uh, this has unless she does a Nick Mangione and surprises us all, this will need to 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 be her final year at Kentucky. Um, that being said, twentieth is fine in the Directors Cup, and again for the reasons that I had just mentioned, but. I think they finished six in the SEC out of 14 teams. And I think if you added Texas and Oklahoma, then that would be eight out of 16. Do we, do we want UK to be a middle of the pack SEC overall athletic program? I, I don't again. So I, I think actually both these numbers should have been a little bit better, but it's nothing to really throw a fit about, but I, I view UK as one of the top five SEC athletic programs. Then they need to show it in the director's cup. And I view them as one of the top 15 revenue places in the country. Show it in these USA Today open records requests reporting. That's a mouthful. I just got to give you a shout out for having takes about Director's Cup and revenue. Because I can't, like when Louisville had their most profitable team in college basketball stuff, like I just can't. Just, I, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> that, and that, that was that's one sport, but like revenue is important. You're not going to keep improving unless you're tops of the revenue. You you got to keep up with the Joneses, and like we want Kentucky to be one of the tops. So well, it's it's and, not nothing. That's why I'm, I'm not really going to get like passionately worked up about it. But it's not right. nothing but, either. But part of it's just because the basketball team stunk, for the lack of a better term. When they're when they're below expectations, yeah, then the rest of the it case. will follow because you aren't selling out arenas. You aren't going farther in the NCAA tournament, so that affects both of them. Um, yeah. You aren't selling a tons of uh, merch. Like that's that's what it all comes back to is the basketball team being substandard. Uh, football's carrying the torch right now, and hell, even football was um, below expectations. Now it was the second highest attendance of the Stoops era at Kroger Field, eight game home schedule. So you'd think revenue would be slightly up, but um, yeah, that. Um, yeah. That explains it. When you when you're below expectations, then you're going to be in revenue as well. I, I'm so pumped for this upcoming football season. I can't I can't hardly contain it. When I was in Texas with the the wife's family, and they're from all over, um, all over the country, and there's Ohio State fans, and there's even some Florida fans. There's some Texas A&M fans. They've got fan, but they, they're all they're all spread out. And they like I was I was very adamant about watching the UK regional then, so I make sure I had to have it on. And they were like, "You're a big UK baseball fan." I thought like you maybe just like basketball and, and football, and I was like, you know, like I I I probably listened to just as much UK baseball as I if you did it by time measurement. Like I, my baseball consumption probably equaled the same as football or basketball but the baseball season's much longer. So that would probably be the reasoning and rationale there. But I was like, yeah, you know, it's kind of like interesting. We don't have pro sports in Kentucky. So like, this is my, I, you know, I like the Red Sox, by the way, the Red Sox and the Reds have the exact same record, but one fan base, it's just like the quietest Red Sox season uh, that you could ever get. All their like writers and radio hosts are just struggling for content while the Reds are just partying like it's state street after UK's advanced to the final four. Um, just, but they have the exact same record, but one is what one and a half games out and the other one's 14 games out. So it does make total sense. Keep it going. Reds. It's really fun to watch. It's like, I, you know, I'm not going to say you're my NL team. I don't have an NL team, but I'm rooting for you all. Uh, it, it's, it's really cool to see and keep, keep it, keep it trucking. But now I've, I've, but they, so they, I was like, we don't have professional sports. So like, this is my baseball team. 
Um, I like soccer and I like Louisville city, but like from a college level, you know, I want UK to do well. I didn't watch a ton of UK soccer, but they made that run this past season. So I was like, yeah, you know, it does kind of go to all the sports and I, again, not going to get overly passionate about the director's cup, but it's not nothing. That's, that's the way I'll phrase it again. Not nothing. What's something is some of our text on the Thorns text line, <laughs> 502-414-1450. The diamond stud just looks like a shiny pimple. Ooh, I like that take. The nose ring? Yeah, yeah but you, you could like theoretically say that about any piercing anywhere. Like an earring's just a shiny mole on your ear, you know? It's not. Like you've got a, you've got a diamond in your nose and you want people to know it. The, the girl I dated's nose ring, she, it looked like she had boogers in her nose all the time. I'd be like, is that a booger? No, wow. it's your little nose ring. Because it was, it was right there. It was like a bat was in the cave, but it was just a bar. Very Fun weird. fact about me is I have boogers all the time. Maybe I get a nose ring as like, oh, no, that's just my nose ring. That's oh, a little like a good way to camouflage it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I didn't realize that. It does make sense, though, because they would quite literally have a bat in the cave. It'd just be a permanent bat. Uh, another texture just says you're lost, TJ. Um, I think uh, that, you don't lose, TJ. Not often. Uh, oh gosh, did you see the? Did either of you all see the Netflix trailer for the QB show with Kirk Cousins and Patrick Mahomes and uh, Marcus Mariota? I did not. Yeah, that's probably all I'll watch. I'm good. What? You didn't get pumped up by that? I, I I've gone through this before. I'll I'll like enjoy the memes and the clips, but I'll never watch contemporary documentaries. Like it just, behind the scenes, like I just don't. I, I I can't I can't care about something that I just watched happen on Sundays. We did have this conversation that like a, a part of the issue is it's gonna probably paint these quarterbacks to be sympathetic or you know, we don't think they necessarily have editing control, but they're also not going to make them look like complete and total goobers for right. the most like, part. I so- feel bad for Marcus Mariota because he had end of season with an injury. And it's like, okay, I'm going to feel so bad for this dude who's made oh. what, $200 million in his career and he'll spend half of it as a backup. But even saying, but even all that being said, just seeing them sling it, like the close up, seeing them like talking to their, their offense alignment behind the scenes and t- seeing the hits that they took. It just it, like I, I shouldn't have this itch in June. This is not going to be healthy, Roush. I don't Good. think I'm going to be able to make it to September. It, it got me pumped up. And seeing all those highlights, it really reminded me of my flag football days. <laughs> um, when when is it coming out? Because really, how much if I watch it will all depend on when it comes out in the sports calendar year. Like I, I only watch Hard Knocks just because there's no football, and I'm like dying for football. And that's the closest thing we have to football. Good question. Don't have the uh, the answer, but I'm going to look it up for you here shortly and get back to you. Are you going to watch it, Scoots? Did you see the trailer? Uh, I did not see the trailer. Probably will not watch it. July 12th. So, yeah, that's probably right. Ooh, like It'll be right time. after SEC Media Days. or uh, What will happen, I'll go to SEC Media Days and then – I'll come home and I'll realize like, oh, I can watch that show. So, yeah, I'll probably end up watching some of it. I, I like I I didn't really th- we, again. We've talked about it before. I haven't been over the moon excited about it, but that trailer did its did its job for me. It's got me uh, it's got me pumped up, ready to watch it. A texter says, "Ugg boots are back with the kids." Blew my mind. We are the old folks now. The the one thing that um, 
that I don't like. It used to be you made fun of kids that wore Crocs, and now the kids make fun of the kids who don't wear Crocs. Oh, really? Yeah, that's it. the the turntables. You know, you know what they say. That's wild. Crocs are, I mean, like only if you're at the lake, I think, or like the beach or something where water is going to play a factor in your in your shoe attire. Or if you're mowing the grass. I mow my grass in Crocs. No. I, well, you know, you know, you know, you know. <laughs> because then you get grass all over your feet and you could just go to the hose and like. You, mm-hmm. ah, okay, Scoots. Well, All right, I stand corrected. So I, that's twice you've done that to me today. Let me let me correct something here for a second. So I don't use the summer Crocs to mow. I use the winter Crocs that have like the lining in the inside. So I don't have an issue with getting grass on my feet. It's great. Wait, wait. Lining? Hold on. So they're not Crocs. No, they are Crocs. There's summer edition and there's winter edition that have like oh, wool inside of them. Never mind. I regret giving you any credit at all. What the hell? I don't. I, I'm. I'm foregoing yeah. the whole hose process. The whole. The the holes is good for the hose. No, I get the that. lining. I don't think would be good for that. Well, I don't. That that's what I'm saying. With the lining in the crock, I don't have to go to the hose. I just put on some socks and then go in the house and take my socks off, and we're good. Yeah. But, no, it defeats the whole purpose. Then just wear shoes, you goober. Yeah, you won't look, and you won't look so silly. You won't look so ridiculous in your Crocs. But I won't be as comfortable either. But if you wear Crocs and also like you know, be safe. Don't let your foot get under the mower. I, I, I knew that that happened to somebody in Louisville, and just like you know, I I, I don't think shoes necessarily prevent that more than Crocs would. But regardless, practice safe mowing practices when we talk about lawn mowing here. But if you have the holes in it, Scoots, the whole point would be like, yeah, your feet would get grassy, your shoes would get grassy, but then you could literally keep your foot in your shoe, go to the hose, and do it all once in the same. The fact that you have lining means your shoes are probably getting like covered in grass, and even parts of your socks are, and it's just you're just doing a shoe. It's just no. what you have is a, a goofy-looking shoe. I don't think you're understanding the concept. So the lining in the inside covers all the holes. So nothing is getting in those holes. I mean, I, under, I understand the lining, but like you, when you cut grass and you're wearing shoes, your shoes get green. You get the yeah. grass. You know it, it, that all happens. The point is, if you had Crocs with holes in it, you could go. This is so dumb. You could go <laughs> to the hose and and then get all of it off at once. Your your foot, the shoe, the whole thing. Now your Crocs are getting covered in that green stuff, just like a shoe would. So you're not. Again, you're just wearing a goofy looking shoe. Well, fortunately for me, the only time I wear my Crocs is now when I mow grass. So yeah, you're right. It does have a little bit of a green on the front of it, but yeah, it's it's not a big deal. No, no big. Okay, we apologize for wasting everybody's time. <laughs> um, a texter says I dated a okay, I dated abroad with um, so with a she couldn't get pregnant, um, and they only dated for a few weeks back in the day. Thank you for letting us know. Yep. Uh, decided to go with Scoots. Who's going to win the U.S. Open Father's Day plans? 20 minutes of small talk instead of the text line. Wait, I don't get the text. Yesterday, really after, for the last segment, you said we were going to come back and do nothing but text. So he's mad that we didn't get straight to text right out of the break. 
Well, that's the thing is sometimes we spend more time on, we want to give each text its appropriate amount of time. Sometimes there's good ones. Sometimes you get one who's talking about the guy who dated that, that other person. And sometimes we take more time on text. That's why we need to just start it earlier. But yeah, we deserve to get called out on that. What was the other thing we said we were going to mention at the, uh, oh, beer, beer, beer. Yeah, we're talking that. Yeah, I was. I, I know we got a few down there, but yeah, we can go ahead and do it. Beer, good. Woohoo! Yeah. Now we can finally have Brett Kavanaugh be the Y at UK sporting events. <laughs> um, also, the people who are already complaining that they won't have their beer choice are just the worst. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, get over Brad, it. Brad from Bellbrook's already in here. Uh, rumors oh, no. are getting a squirrel regarding alcohol sales at Kroger Field, and while that's a wonderful development, the scuttlebutt is that only Bud Light, Mick Ultra, and Seltzers will be sold. Well, I'm glad it must be finally available. It grinds my gears that the only beer options taste like watered-down pee. I'm going to have to find a way to sneak in some Bush Light for the Florida game, and I'm open to some all-smuggling ideas. Like, I, saying that you can't, you're going to smuggle in Bush Light because you can't drink Bud Light or Mick Ultra is, like, the most ironic thing ever, Brad. Secondly, do you really think that in a capitalist society – they're going to only have two options to drink. No. there's Now, will there only be one or two locations where you can get your country boy or your whatever? Probably. Um, they'll be limited, but they'll have them. They're also going to have wine, too. So just don't everybody panic before we actually get to see it. They're going to be selling beer at Kroger Field. You no longer have to sneak in stuff. You don't have to get tanked in the parking lot. This is an overall positive. Let's not complain about it as soon as we finally get the chance to celebrate it. Couldn't say better myself, uh, but it, like, they on the one hand, thank you, Mitch Barnhart, for reconsidering and going against your morals and going against something that I'm sure was more difficult for you than it should have been. But you know what? You you change your mind, and in 2023, it's really hard for people to change their mind. They they it's it's a it's something that I don't think should be shamed, so I'm not going to do that to you here. I do think UK missed out on money for years before. I don't think it was right to have the rich folk be able to drink, but the common folk not. But you did, you, you've come around, and at the end of the day, you've changed your mind on it. I'm cool with it, and like I've said, and I will say one million times more before the start of the season, I cannot wait for this fall. And it doesn't have to do necessarily with the beer. I don't even know how many beers there will probably, if I'm not, you know, obviously if I'm driving, I'm probably not going to be having, but maybe one in the first quarter, if even that. But there's going to probably be some games where I'm not driving, where I will enjoy myself or I'll make a night of it or something like that. But I don't even care so much about the beer. It just it didn't make any sense not to do it. That being said, the product on the field's really, really good. That's most important. The atmospheres of the game, with or without beer, have been good. That's great. But now it's just not hypocritical, and UK can profit off things that they should be profiting you know, off that the competition has been for years. So mm -hmm. it was just a smart decision to it, make this happen. Hey, that revenue thing, TJ. This this is how you move up the list too. You, you add a revenue stream and. I think Matt said it was about $110,000 over four days of baseball. I would think that in a seven home game season, be probably around like what, two million bucks, 1.5, somewhere in there. I, I have absolutely no clue, but it'll be it, it'll be something, and something is better than nothing. And you know, don't like people that are worried about people being idiots. 
just don't be an idiot. Like there are going to be people that are too drunk. Let's hope that security does what they're supposed to do with them and get them out of the game. There will be people that are probably a little bit louder from time to time. That may not be the worst thing in the world. If they cross a line, boom, they need to get booted. If they're being loud to give UK a home field advantage, then you should be joining them, not complaining about them, just for what it's worth. This is football is entertainment, but it's also not like a baseball game. You only get seven of them at home, some years, six of them at home. Some years you may get lucky and get eight at home, and then you get Deputy Doofus whining about it, but you know, he whines about everything. But you only get seven of them. UK needs to win all of them. You need to do your part, and you need to be an active fan. And if you don't want to be, that's perfectly okay too, but don't whine about the people that are. Where are we at now? Oh, man, I jumped way down, but we got Me a lot too. more text to go. Uh, I dated a girl with a tongue piercing and two on her chest. um not sure what you can say on the radio but she was wild not marriage material but definitely a good time um that's that's one way to put it texture um i'm perfectly (laughs) fine going back to a garden wing driven team like marash was getting at we need our bigs to finish defend and block shots the fewer post-ups the better yes and no like i i agree with the first part but the few and and i don't even necessarily disagree with the fewer post-ups but it is a nice safety valve, Roush. And that's always something that, like, is the issue is when the safety valve becomes, you become too reliant on it and you go to that well too often because you just feel like you can trust it so much. And Cal's had issues with that. So I think that Texas may be alluding to if you just don't have that option, it in the long run will be better. But it is still nice to be like, oh boy, our shooters can't get loose. This team's too good on the perimeter. If we just had somebody that could beat their man one-on-one at the block and have a three-footer, that's great to have. Hugo's going to develop. Like He's going to develop. He's going to be better. Will it be good enough for that to be uh, a reliable option? That may be a stretch, but we'll find out. Texter, I get what you're saying, though. Another texter on the Thornton sex line uh, says, I bet Field 68 doesn't regret that video at all. It's a brand-new podcast using Kentucky's name for interaction. Such nonsense. It doesn't deserve the reaction. I mean, you guys have a radio show and it's still a news day, but it's so inaccurate, not even worth talking about. Eh, you know, you're, it happens. You're totally right, Texter. I, I just meant like the language of like hostage and loophole because like those were just probably factually inaccurate. Um, so, but you're right that like they probably love, I, I get they were talking like we got roasted, but look how many interactions our most viewed video. Nick's former ex-boss is notorious for reposting rather than retweeting. Yeah, he definitely is. Uh, But a lot of people are. The dad making the baddie massage comment about a 10-year-old is so gross, man. Oh, my gosh. I totally – it's the grossest thing I think I've seen on the internet, and the internet's pretty filthy. Uh, That was just horrible. Like, why would you say that to your kid? Why would you you say that ever, Deshaun Watson? It's criminal. Like, it's so weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, the less people that that's one of those, the less people that talk about him, the better. Um, like that's why it's tough to like put Tiger Woods dad, even though I misinterpreted that off the jump, that's why it's tough to put Tiger Woods dad in that conversation. Cause that, that is like a, mm, not like call CPS CPS sort of deal, but it's like, but it's like, God, what are you doing? You creep, you weirdo. Podcast uh-huh. listener here. I completely agree with your take on... Va- oh, I think that was for Rutherford's show. I guess Rutherford's going on a show and he's talking about how hard it is to go on vacation with young kids. It's week of prep list, making, packing. It's literally taking your kids in a different location with less convenience, yeah. less amenities, more stress, and more hassle. Yep. Yeah. Not wrong. 
may, even wrong. before the Rutherford show, we we will agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, TJ, please get on Mike's butt trying to compare UK's drama and U of L's drama. Not even the same stratosphere. Mike really showing himself. Mike had fun with that one. I will say, U of L fans and the reaction to Haley Van Lith, just like let it go, you all. She wants to win a national championship. That's yep. all. She, she wants to, to win a national championship. Final Four. She did great, but. Um, not only does she want to win a national championship, she also wants to make more money. They're talking about it, like make- how big of a locker room problem she was, and her dad was like a pro. It's like first off, where was all this stuff when this when she was playing? You all were just, as the kids would say, simping for her. Uh, and, but now she's like evil. She went to a coach that you all don't like, and you all don't like her because she's a better coach than your coach. No offense. And and this is coming from a, a poverty basketball program right now with where the state of UK basketball is. But like she just made a, a business decision for her where she has a better chance to win a national championship. And Roush, you're right, probably make more money. Although I think she was doing all right at U of L for what it's worth. Yep. Yep. But LSU is a different ball game for especially for women's athletes in nil. Oh, did you see that article about like hot privilege and nil? Oh my god! I, I also saw the the Cavenders statement. They were like, "Yeah, he made no mention of it. basically he." This guy just took one quote from like three days of discussion, <laughs> and that was it. Didn't talk about just just interviewed him under false pretext to make a point, which is really messed up. Like, yeah, it's ooh. bad. Yeah, I think Cal jumping in the OTE pipeline early is great. I don't. Get the skepticism of the league, fast-paced, 24-second shot clock, elite players all over of that league. It's a good ace up your sleeve to have, and Cal is hammered on it. Yeah. Uh, it- the the next one relates to it, too. People forgets he played – Samto played with top five picks, and the Thompson Twins is better than people think, like a better version of AEU. And I – you can have your point, TJ, but I think the whole – my whole thing is just that, like, well, why, who, who said that AEU is better? You know, I think that's kind of... He's saying that it's a better version of AAU. I think AAU has its benefits, but it's something new for people, people with new things that takes time to get adjusted to. Pilgrim said on his podcast, the new basketball club has raised two times the amount of the closest collective has. We mentioned that. Kentucky at Austin next year. Horns down. The new L's down. Oh my gosh. Horns down. That's going to be so much fun. You're going to get a little bofa there. We read the Brad from Bellbrook test as a season... Ticket holder, I wasn't excited about the home schedule, but the schedule overall is pretty easy compared to others. Side note, Florida schedule is brutal. Totally agree with that. It would actually be hilarious if on our season opener, our fan base gets ridiculously plastered and Mitch Barnhart sees it firsthand, his walking nightmare. I mean, there's going to be some drunk crowds. UK fans' history with booze, we don't have enough time with it on the show today, but it's a a long, hilarious history. There's going to be some drunk crowds, but I I think UK fans aren't idiots either. Why do people in my mentions want to bring back the beer barrel? Um, oh, yeah, so. they got to. John here. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Coach Cal and the company will get number nine with or without Reeves. Hey, thanks, John. KRC crew for covering the football cats. I'll be honest, I've been so focused on the basketball cats that I have no clue what's going on. I'll be at the UKU game this season. I'm looking forward to it. Side question, do any of you watch the mayor of Kingstown? If not, give it a look. It's worth it. Well, got to go talk to you later. Um I like the people in that show, so but it's just adding a drama to my list of TV shows is difficult right now. But I, I, I've seen it and I'm intrigued. I think that's it's either TNT or Showtime. If it's Showtime, I'm out. I don't get that. Uh, I think I watched like Mayor of East or Mayor of East Town, um, different show. But no, I've not watched the one that you mentioned. Do you think UK meets his nil demand? So then everyone said he's coming back. Then Cal raises more money, and now he's holding out for more. Oh man, wouldn't that be quite the twist? Texter, I like the way your brain thinks. 
maybe. Who knows? Anybody's guess in the Antonio Reeves saga is as good as anybody else's. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see you all at the Hot Rods game on Tuesday. Let's go, baby. Where you all be located if you already know. I, I don't, mean, it, it's, I don't it's know a yet. baseball stadium. Uh, you'll be able to find us. I'll be sure to let everybody know when we get there. We'd love yeah. to see you. Bowling Green Tuesday night. We're going to be at the Hot Rods game. And then Wednesday playing golf at Park Mammoth. We'll be doing the show from there as well. Just look for the Great. bald guy and the short guy. Great intro, Cody. Also uses it in now in WWE. Don't listen to those two dorks. There you go, Scoots. Ooh, Horrible no. song, says somebody. Yeah, suck it, Scoots. <laughs> Joss, uh, John says that Cody Rhodes' music, he says it's awesome. You know, if Trevor heard that he was going crazy, and so am I. By gosh, BBN, we'll win number nine this year. We got to go talk to you later. John does seem to be going crazy. Some <laughs> of you go to the hose for the holes. Not mad, just pointing it out. It was funny. TJ, don't worry about getting to all the text. Half are irrelevant by the time you read. Getting trivia this morning would have been way better for your audience since we've been looking forward to it since last week. Be better. Hey, suck it, buddy. Let's hope security does what they need to with them fingerprints and face scans. Um, all right, that's our show. Everybody, and we got through the text line. Look at that. Fun one. Trivia today. tomorrow. Let's we'll do get, trivia tomorrow. We'll, we'll get trivia ready. tomorrow. The U.S. Open starts at 945, the first tee time. 6.45 local time out there. We can maybe talk about the first round tomorrow. But, yeah, we'll have plenty. And who knows? We'll, there'll be no, more Antonio Reeve news as the day goes on. We'll get to it all at 7 a.m. tomorrow. This is KRC on the Big X. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Galen. We'll see you Friday. Roll,